0: Welcome you in to another episode of Inside Boxing Live. It's Dan Canobio. It's the former world champion Chris Algieri, the fighting collegian. Chris, fight season is upon us. I'm declaring this fight season. A slow two weeks gives way to a loaded six weeks. That's how I think. How are you, my friend? I'm good. First of all, I don't think it was I mean that slow, but if we only
1: have two slow weeks in the year, I'll I'll take it. So, we've had a we've had a great year. So, last year we had about eight slow months now uh boxing 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 looking good i'm I mean, boxing season i'm with it i like it
0: yeah we were doing Mythbusters episodes last year talking about <laughs> dipping your balls in ice this past no, weekend huh? i was watching razor ruddock versus james tony did you see the clip oh of that? you watched that i didn't watch oh. it i saw a clip on twitter and i reposted it and i felt disgusting <laughs> reposting it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly. that's how i
1: feel about that <laughs> <laughs>
0: Chris is dying over here. Don't go dying on me now. We have a lot to get to. Fight season this year, and look at this run that we're on. Shakur Dilo Santos this Thursday on the, on ESPN. The it's a great doubleheader. We'll get into that, too. Could say so, as well. Benavidez Andrade. We also have uh, Chantel Cameron versus Katie Taylor, too. Ryan Garcia versus Oscar Duarte. Haney Progray. Bam, Sonny Edwards. way, Topolis, And then this heavyweight mega card. In Saudi Arabia with Joshua Wilder, uh, some of the bigger heavyweights on there, uh, you know, potentially Dimitri Bivol. So there's a lot happening in the next six weeks, right up until uh, New Year's Eve, um, where they have their big card over in Japan, too. So there's a lot going on in the boxing world. Um, I'm ready for fight season. Are you ready, Chris?
1: Hell yeah, I'm ready. You know I'm ready, man. Look at me. You know I'm ready. Look, I got a haircut. About to get a haircut.
0: I'll be extra ready. Looks like you just got a haircut. Nah, this is how it grows in. Okay, uh, of all the fights on Fight Season, which one are you most looking forward to?
1: Oh, Boo Boo and and uh, Benny Biaz. by by far. That's that's my number one. Um, after that, listen, I love my man Bam. I think he's in for he's in he's in a tough matchup. So that's that's a good one too. Whenever inaway fights, I'm excited. I know I know my our man Ronnie back there is excited. Whenever Ronnie Inoue is here. Fights,
0: I, I can't the monster, wait to see i know you i know you're, you're getting up 6 a.m on the Six, day after christmas 6 a.m i know you get up at 6 a.m on christmas still yeah i do get your toys yep oh. i'm that young december yep. 26th in a way to Palace. in a going for undisputed again in one dude in what, i one I love
1: these ho- holiday weekend fights i'm not gonna lie i I feel like it's somewhat new i like it, it doesn't happen that often we're getting it we're getting saturday saturday night after thanksgiving mm-hmm. which is benavidez boobo which is the fight that i think is the best one for the year and then the day after christmas we've got Inaway fighting tapales which is a, an important fight and a potentially good fight i mean yeah I'm, i i like that man i'm gonna be in my pjs hopefully with my belly full of turkey watching boobo and, and and benavidez go at it and then christmas day i'm gonna be around all the presents i didn't get because you're a bad um, man ronnie i'm i'm gonna i'm an old bad man and there'll be a lot of coal wow, around me that's of but... coal huh not of coal. Not of
0: cool. And then um, also December 23rd, this mega card. Let's start here. Um, Quote, unquote, s- mega card. Mega card. December 23rd, Saudi Arabia uh, is hell-bent on putting on another big fight card. This was supposed to be the Usyk Fury fight, but they said, rest assured, we will still put on something big. And there were rumors trickling out, and there's still rumors trickling out as we speak. But over the weekend, we heard that Anthony Joshua will be part of this card. Deontay Wilder will be part of this card. Wow, they're actually going to fight each other, finally, for the first time. They've been talking since 2017. No, separate bouts. Joshua versus Otto Valen. Deontay Wilder versus Joseph Parker. Fine fights if this was 2017. Fine fights if this was 2018. It's it's fine, but it's, it's, it's just another kind of slap in the face to boxing fans, Chris.
1: I mean, would these have been good fights a couple years? I don't think so. I, I, these are fights that nobody wants, but... Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder are fighting, so I'm happy about that. Um, Joseph Parker, listen, I, I like Joseph Parker. I like Otto Van Leen. They're very, they're cool guys. They're 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 tough. They're they're they belong in the mix with 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 these guys. But I don't know. I don't think that those are really fights that are going to get people super excited. Having them both on the same card with the the thought in mind that they're going to face each other next, yeah, that's exciting. The, you know, but other than that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how how exciting. These matchups truly are now, or ever have been.
0: Well, I, I would optimistic Dan would say like, yeah, this probably means they're going to fight each other. This is how they used to do it in the early '90s. They would put, you know, yeah. would stack these cards, Don King cards. They would put Holyfield Tyson on a card, or, or some other ones, and they would fight the next year, but not. I'm not so sure about that with, with Wilder are talking about MMA and, and Francis and Gano in the mix and Joshua and uh, why haven't Wilder and Joshua fought yet? You know, how come they can't get the fight on this card? Why are they going to uh, have to fight on separate fights on, on, on this one? I mean, Valen coming off of the fury win, um, excuse me, the Fury loss would have been a, a perfectly fine fight for Joshua and Parker three, four years ago would have been perfectly fine for Wilder too. It's just like fans are ready for Joshua Wilder. Now it doesn't need any more marination. If anything, it's over but this is a ridiculously stacked card in terms of names, like something we've never seen before and only Saudi Arabia can pull off because they don't care about losses uh, when it comes to finances. Dimitri Bivol versus Popeye uh, Rivera from, from star boxing is the strangest oh, wow. fight ever. Like, what? Okay. What is that fight? Philip Hergovic, um, Daniel Dubois versus Jarrell Miller, Frank Sanchez versus Junior Fah. I mean, that's just as of today. This is like the full card, December 23rd. I don't hate it. I also I don't, don't love it. But it's just like I, I think it's just kind of offensive to to fight fans where the, we'll watch literally anything. But you know, just give us Joshua Wilder. Why, why are we doing – if you guys can agree to fight the same card and there's enough money for that, you can't figure out a way to get them all to fight each other?
1: Well, no, I'm sure they can Um, in this is they're kind of slow playing it and they're putting they're putting this massive. Listen, let's see if this happens. And we were talking like this is like a a done deal. I mean, I would I don't know. I I always I always say I'm always I'm always cautious about these kinds of cards. It's a lot of money. Um, Like you said, these guys don't care about losses, but they also don't care that much about the sport. Actually, they don't care about the sport at all. I'm actually Um, more confident
0: in Saudi making fights than anyone in the boxing right now.
1: (laughs) That's a bad sign. They have so much money to throw around. Yeah, but they don't care about the sport. So they could literally, and they, like you said, they don't care about losses. So they can cut this whole card right before. Who cares? They don't care.
0: It's um, interesting. In other about it's interesting, Chris. It's like there's like today, Eddie Hearn was with Joshua, with the Turkish, uh, not Turk, with the uh, Saudi prince, and, and they were uh, taking a, a photo op there. You have um, Warren is talking as if he's the lead promoter in this. Uh, you have... Fury and but not Fury not involved with this, but you also have Bob Aram involved with it. There's a lot of different promoters. Like, how's that all gonna come together too? I guess money can solve a lot of things and you can make a lot of people happy, especially um promoters who have the biggest egos in the world. But like who's the promoter of note here? It's just so many questions and it's very odd.
1: Yeah. Uh I mean hopefully they will pull it off and hopefully this becomes a regular thing. We can get these guys paid um and they make these fights. I mean, it'll be a fun card. I, mean, I, I I would I'm interested in every single one of those fights. As much as I don't love any of them, I'm curious to see all of them. I mean, Bivol, I'm happy that he's back. Um, Ergovich is is a, one of the best heavyweights around. I, I want I really want to see him in tussle with the top guys. Obviously, he's not in with one um, on this show, but listen, he's he's getting he's getting close to there. He's still early to the scene, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. I always want to see Deontay. I love Deontay Wilder. I love when he fights. <laughs> I mean, the bomb squad, all of it. I love it. And Anthony Joshua, he's one of my favorite headways. I love watching him fight as well. So I'm not super psyched about any one particular matchup, but I'm I'm curious and I'm looking forward to watching all those fights.
0: Happy for for Otto if he gets this fight with Joshua. It's been kind of rumored to get that yeah. one for a long time. Uh, he's coming off that huge win of, of Agassiev. I think he can be tricky. I think he can give uh, Joshua some issues. Uh, Joshua's still trying to find himself after all these years and um, – Obviously wants the big fight, whether it's in whether it's Wilder, whether it's uh, Fury. You know, Valine is tough. Like Violin, that that's that's not an easy night uh, for, for any fighter. And with Parker too, he's just like a grizzled vet. Obviously mm-hmm. ha- has some losses and, and took an absolute beating uh, from the juggernaut. So he's, his best days are behind him. But he can easily go in there and and, and kind of dance around Wilder and, and win rounds if Wilder's not sharp. I mean, Wilder hasn't fought. He's fought one round in the last like three years. But. It's interesting. You're right. Like, there's not one fight that I'm like, oh, my God, I have to see it. But I'm like the the sum of it, like the total the totality of this card, and it being on December 23rd is kind of intriguing. And this is something that boxing fans are going to have to get used to now. Saudi Arabia is putting on these big fight cards. It's, they're trying to be the capital of the boxing world. So you think is I'm that a Saturday or a Sunday? 23rd. Let me pull up my calendar here. Ronnie is on it. Super producer. December 23rd is a Saturday. Okay. Saturday okay. afternoon So Christmas is on a Monday? Christmas Eve, Eve, Saudi Arabia The Joshua. Eve of the Eve The Eve of the Eve I, I think it's going to happen I saw Joshua there today um, We'll see uh, If it leads to Joshua Wilder So be it I'm not that convinced it does Because of all the moving parts in the heavyweight division But that's one of the bigger stories in boxing world right now Another big story, Chris IBF strips Terrence Crawford Jerron boots Ennis, elevated to full champ. This is boxing politics. This is boxing. Can't get out of its own way. The decision was rooted in the fact that Crawford couldn't fulfill his mandatory, which is Jerron Ennis, due to his contractual obligation to fight Spence in the rematch. So the IBF knew damn well that they couldn't order Spence versus Ennis because of uh, excuse me, uh, Crawford versus Ennis because there's a Spence rematch, and it didn't matter. They still strip Terence Crawford just four or five months after beating Errol Spence. What a joke! This is
1: bullshit on so many levels. I mean, every, in every way, this is bullshit. You got Jamal Charlo who doesn't fight for 28 months, holds on to his belt. You got Tyson Fury fighting in basically other sports, holds on to his belt. Can- 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 Canelo's never been stripped of anything. He can do whatever he wants. He jump up and weight class go back down, go in and out, it doesn't matter. He- Terrence Crawford is the pound for pound best fighter in the world. He hasn't had the belt for 6 months and they're they're stripping him off of a proposed other fight. It's just it's just greed and it's stupid and it's the fact that it's there's no one rule. No rule. Everyone has a different rule. That's the problem. Listen, actually, it what they're doing is not it's not wrong. The problem is that they don't do it to everyone, and if they're going to do it to the top guy, what are you? What are we doing? Right? What is this? It's a madhouse, absolutely. I mean, this is it's it's, it's this is. I mean, it's clown court here. I don't understand what these guys. And actually, I do understand. It's all greed. All, these governing bodies are a scourge on the sport. And this stuff just pisses me off. It really does.
0: It's like greed, incompetence, uh, making rules up as you go along, all of the above. But also,
1: they don't care. That's yeah. what really pisses me off. They do this stuff without caring because there's no repercussions. Nobody care. No one's going to fight them. No, there is no. There's no one higher to come down on them. That's right. why they do whatever they want, and it's disgusting. It hurts the sport.
0: Absolutely hurts the sport. The IBF doesn't acknowledge rematch clauses as an exception. The thing that really just proves your whole point there is Spence was the IBF champ for how long? Like like five, six years? How many uh, mandatory defenses was, was he given over a six-year span? Terrence Crawford. I mean, excuse me, Errol Spence. One. I, one. Carlos Ocampo exactly. in 2018. Yeah, so the they l- fight that. So obviously, (laughs) yeah, so obviously Spence had a lot of injuries during that time, and the IBF president came out and said, oh, we probably should have stripped him, or we probably should have gave him another mandatory in there, but uh, we didn't realize how long he was going to be out. So that's what I mean. That's like what you just said. That's like they play by their own rules. They make up the rules as they go along. Like the IBF has their own rules. The WBC uh, lets their fighters get away with everything. Don't get me started on the WBA. They're the most blatantly corrupt organization of them all. And you have the WBO, which isn't, I mean, they all have their separate rules. It just doesn't look good for the sport. Like someone like Ronnie, who's just following along, knows that Terrence Crawford is the man right now, and you're going to go and take a, a title away from him, coming off of one of the biggest wins of the year, and elevate a guy in, in, in Ennis? It doesn't make Ennis feel great either, because no. he's getting his belt via email, just like Haney did, and just like some of the other guys that got elevated to, to full champ. I'm sure Ennis played the game, and um, I'm sure he's not... That excited to get his title this way, like he wanted to win it in the ring, like you did, Chris. He wants to win it the, his title in the ring, not hey, you just been elevated, now you have to deal with everyone chirping at you, like you can't get a fight with the Crawford, and now you have to get elevated from a technicality. It's ridiculous.
1: I didn't even get to, to talk about Ennis because I was so hot-headed about the the governing bodies and what they're doing here with with Crawford. But yeah, absolutely, I, I feel for the kid because first of all, he deserves to be world champion, but he deserves a fight for a title. There should be no email champions. This that that is I don't know where the hell that came from. If you're an interim champion, you got to fight to get to to, to right. then become elevated to full champion. This whole email champion thing is such. Well, horseshit. that's another thing IBF
0: doesn't believe in, Chris. Not to cut you off. They don't do interim titles. Like there should be two guys fighting for the interim title.
1: Okay, they, they don't believe in interim titles, but they believe in email champions. They they you just you just get a belt. Yeah, it's it again. It's greed. It's so they can get a, a sanction fee on mm-hmm. on his next fight. That's all it is. That's all it is, and it's ridiculous because uh, J- Ennis doesn't want to be a, 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 a get his title this way. He, like you said, he wants to fight, and he it, it's it's pushing the the fans to have this ire against him that he's going to have to deal with now, and that sucks as a as a fighter. He's going to yeah. have to deal with this, and he's going to have that 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 monkey on his back of being like. I, I gotta, I gotta fight. I gotta fight somebody now, and you know these guys are on my back no matter what for months at a time while I'm training. I, I, I hate all of it. it. Stinks.
0: I don't think that um, you need a sanctioning body to tell you who's the best welterweight in the world. No. Terence Crawford is the best welterweight. So if one thing, one positive you can gain from this is that take those those sanctioning bodies, take those belts. I know they mean something in theory, but just chuck them because the best welterweight right now is Terence Crawford. I, I think that that's just very clear. But it, you have to deal, as a boxing fan, you have to deal with a lot of crap. You have to deal with a lot of games played by these sanctioned bodies, the IBF, uh, this week. Uh, after Fury-Nusik fight, the same thing's going to happen there. They're going to strip – the IBF will strip uh, the winner there and give it award it to Hergovic. They already said they're going to do that too. So it's just out of control, man. It's, it's so bad for the sport. It's so confusing. Um, but I don't know what this means in, in terms of Crawford. I think it kind of tips his hand that potentially um, – the Spence fight's going to happen sometime in, in early January, and it could be at 1, 154. But it's just kind of it's – just it's, Terrence Crawford is the undisputed champ, but he doesn't get a defensive. That's why undisputed, too, something you've talked about, too, Chris. It's like not all undisputed are created equal. Um, you're undisputed for such a short amount of time. It's a, it's pretty much just like a little title to have after one win, and then all of a sudden the, these sanctioned bodies come out of the woodworks and either want your money or want you to fight these these fights that just don't make sense for Crawford right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I understand champions if if they, to win their titles and be like, all right, I'm 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 the undisputed, like you said, everyone knows I'm the best in the world. I'm dropping every belt because I don't want to pay the sanction fees next fight. I don't want to pay that percentage off of, each, and you have to pay each one of them. If you you got all four belts, 12%. you got to pay four sanction fees. You got to pay four sanction fees. That's insane. So yeah, yeah th- th- there's that. Um, you, you mentioned a good point about this potentially tips their hand or their hat that. We are going to see the Crawford Spence. Maybe maybe the IBF knows something that we don't in terms of how far along um it, or how close we are to actually having that fight happen. And obviously it's not gonna happen at 47 because there's gonna be no defense of that title. Um yeah. so likely the fight will be at fifty-four, likely the fight is happening, like we've all thought. Um, but this could just kind of give us an idea that that inside knowledge that's what's going on behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, it's pretty clear. Um, good point there. So I guess one one little thing to take from it. Uh, but it's just more Nonsense in, in boxing for, for for boxing fans to try to keep up with, but Ennis is now the champ and IBF champ at 147. He says he wants to fight Mario Barrios. Um, I think a good fight for Anis would be uh, the proposed fight between uh, Thurman and Um It's good for for Ennis. Obviously, it, it it gets him. Uh, he, he's a champ, and we talked about that's not the way he wanted to be a champ. But if you can get his career kind of moving a little bit. Because, man, it's one of the most mismanaged careers. It's one of the most frustrating things. But, you know, get it moving at 147. If Spencer Crawford can move up to 154, let's get Ennis in there with Stanionis. Let's get Ennis in there, whatever's left of Thurman. Uh, Barrios is a decent fight. I expect Ennis to win all those fights and then figure it out from there. Who's the next guys? Who are the next guys at 147? Uh, Because I think Ennis can rule that. I think he can become the next undisputed. If he wants to, because I think maybe this could leave a sour taste in his mouth. You know, becoming undisputed, I feel like it's the goal for every fighter. Or is it, I should ask you, Chris, is it the goal or is it just become a world champion?
1: Yeah, like you mentioned the belts and like getting rid of it. the belts matter. They still matter. I got mine right right up there. So belts belts still matter. I cherish my belt. Um, I don't cherish the organizations, but uh, again, I, I cherish winning my title. And I think every champion does. And also it allows you to step into a, a an elite class of fighter for history. You're, you're allowed now into that fraternity of being a world champion. So having a belt, winning a world title really does matter. Um, being undisputed is a whole different thing. And it's kind of a new thing, especially in the four belt era. And we're seeing much more of those happen, but listen, you know what, you know what we really care about being the baddest motherfucker on the planet. And if, en- if Ennis goes out there and he starts beating everybody up, which I actually, I think he will, I think he's going to rule 147 and he can collect all the belts. Um, that's really what matters. Just like we said about Terrence Crawford. Yeah. He's getting stripped of the IBA title. But it doesn't matter. He's still the best fighter in the world. He's the best welterweight in the world by far. And he's most people have him as the best pound for pound fighter in the world as well. That matters more than anything. If you yeah. look into the tip top, that's what you want to be.
0: All right. Let's move on to this weekend. Or should I say this week, Thursday night, ESPN, regular ESPN over at T-Mobile, uh, 10.30 Eastern. We're going to have a doubleheader brought to you by Top Rank with Shakur Stevenson and Edwin Dilo Santos in the main event for Stevenson. It's his second fight at 135 pounds, Chris. It's a chance to become a three-division world champ in just a nine-fight span uh, for Stevenson. I mean, the kid's now 26 years old, which kind of took me by surprise. I thought he was a little bit younger. Uh, but he's coming into his... his physical prime. I feel like he's also coming into his uh, mental prime. Um, he's a minus 1200 favorite. Uh, do we expect Edwin De Los Santos to put up much of resistance or is this going to be another Shakur Stevenson masterclass on Thursday night?
1: Well, I see, I see it one of two ways. I see, um, I could see places where Edwin could really be difficult and De Los Santos could really um, push Shakur to a place we've never seen him before. And have to see him really dig down and show the true class that he has. Um, but I could also see Shakur doing what he does and completely out- outclassing and schooling Edwin De La Santos and, and winning a shutout. I don't see I don't see Shakur uh, stopping him. I see it going to decision. Um, I do think that De Los Santos is going to push him a little bit at times, but I, I, I don't think it's going to be a particularly close fight. I Mm -hmm. think Shakur, once he figures him out, he starts to control the puncher, making him miss, making him pay, Um, touching that body. I I think that um, he's going to show that he is the class and he's going to be that for a long time.
0: When you say push Shakur Stevenson, like, what are we saying there? Like, like outland him, uh, you know, physically. Uh, How about land? Land some (laughs) punches. Because, because the kid doesn't get hit. How about this? At 133 professional rounds, of course, Stevenson has been outlanded in terms of total punches only three times, three rounds in 133 professional rounds. Round seven against Joette Gonzalez, round three against Oscar Valdez, and round one against Canseisau. He has not been outlanded in each of his last 17 rounds.
1: Like, that's insane. I, it's insane. It's insane. And that, But that's why, that's why we talk about him so highly. He not only does it, you know, Object, uh, uh, subjectively as we're watching. He does it objectively on, on the numbers, like things like that. I mean, the kid is that good. and I, But De Los Santos is a very dangerous guy. And and I broke this down on, on Pro Box. We were talking about what De, Lo, De Los Santos does well. And, and he punches with you. Mm. The problem is that Shakur likes to control the position when he does decide to punch he's not a big volume guy he's not going to sit there and trade punches with you um and he picks his spots really well he makes sure his opponent's off balance so he doesn't have an opportunity to counter um de la santos isn't so much a counter puncher but he punches in the middle he doesn't mind trading a shot to land because he believes in his power but if you can do that with Shakur, you know he's got a shot but he's one of the most difficult guys to get into a, a dogfight with and i don't i don't foresee him doing that but i do foresee de la santos because of his
0: He's rugged
1: because his ruggedness, but also his mentality. Have you been watching the, uh, the, the, the clips that top rank has been putting out about yeah. the workouts, dude, this guy's coming to fight and he's not the kind of guy who's going to, who's going to be beaten before he steps in the ring because he's fighting off oh, Shakur Stevenson. You can't hit the guys this good. He's this virtuoso young fighter, a great champion. I don't see that in him. He's, you know, he's going to go out there. He's going to be rugged. He's going to be rough. Um, he's there to win. Uh, I think it's gonna be really tough to get him to to tuck his tail and and run like some other guys might. So that's where I think that that the push is going to come from when it comes to De los Santos.
0: Yeah, De los Santos is an interesting uh, fighter here and an interesting assignment because, you know, this was not supposed to be De los Santos. This was supposed to be Lomachenko and Lomachenko turned down the fight. This was supposed to be Frank Martin. Frank Martin famously turned down the fight. De los Santos is the sixth ranked uh, fighter in the WBC right now, but he's the top ranked guy for Stevenson by a process of what we just said there, fighters not wanting to take this fight. He had that win over Jose Venezuela where he just steamrolled him. right? It was a marginal upset September of uh, 2022. Then he boxed circles around Adorno in, in July. I remember betting on that That was fight. impressive. Right, and I was like, all right, this is a clear De Los Santos knockout. He's going to knockout Adorno. But then he goes in there, and he's boxing. He's in and out, in and out. And I'm like, okay, who is Evan De Los Santos at this moment? So is he a brawler? Or is he a boxer? And how are you going to use that against Stevenson? Because if he attacks Stevenson, if he is is very aggressive like he was against Venezuela, he's going to get picked apart left and right because Stevenson's one of the most accurate punchers in boxing. If he stands on the outside, he's going to let Stevenson dictate the distance and Stevenson will pick him apart there. Is it like a hybrid? We haven't seen a way to disrupt Stevenson. We only have—he's only been out there three times at 133 rounds. Is Diego Santos going to use both of those performances, his last two performances, and try to box? I don't know, boxer puncher. I, I don't even know how you attack Shakur Stevenson.
1: Well, there lies the rub, man. That's that's what Shakur is so difficult to deal with because, listen, you're not, not going to outbox him. And Davis and Santos has shown to be not only a, a boxer, he can box, he can brawl, um, he can punch, he can counter punch. he's got good distance control. But you're not going to outbox Shakur Stevenson. And if you brawl with him, he's, you're going to get picked apart. So how do you offset him? You've got to get him out of his comfort zone. You've got to be able to touch him in places that he's not used to getting touched. Bang his shoulders, bang his hips, bang his elbows. I think Davis Santos hits hard enough that he could get some respect that way, being physical that way. Also, show zero respect. If, mm. if if Shakur hits you with something that you don't really wor- – it doesn't – not bothers you, walk right through that shit, keep throwing punches, punch with him. I think that's De La Santos' best, best chance is to use his power uh, to show a complete lack of respect for Shakur. And I mean, but De La Santos has been hurt too. He's, He's been, been down. Hurt. He's been down. He's been hurt. He's been down. So I, I, it's a very dangerous game to not show a guy like Shakur – respect i'm not saying shakur is a puncher by any means but he's not a bad puncher he's physically strong enough so he's got to be tough enough and willing to disrespect shakur and his power but also get through that fire in order to 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 be physical to punch wherever he can and to try and punch with shakur basically just make him uncomfortable make him fight outside of what he does because when he's in control that means he's got his opponent under control and you ain't you ain't hitting nothing but air. Yeah. Shakur is in control.
0: Um, you, you mentioned Shakur not being a, a big puncher, and he's got a modest knockout uh, per percentage. But the thing with him is he's so precise. You know, like mm-hmm. in that herring fight, it's when it really stuck out to me. Like you know, he was landing it, will. Um. Yeah. yeah also, against- that was a whole different guy, right, right?
1: So he they were sparring partners. He knew he knew that Herring was a little shot. He knew he, he knew he had nothing for him. He just if you know, I watched a fight the other day. He just walked him down and beat him up. Right. But that's not the way, that's not the way score fights. No.
0: But that, my point being is like he 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 doesn't have one punch power, but he'll he'll accumulate and with range and he'll accumulate with 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 uh, accuracy. Forty seven percent. Uh, which is number two behind Tank Davis in, in, in all of boxing. That's Shakur Stevenson. My final stat, my favorite stat on uh, Shakur. Where is it? I have it right here. Stevenson enters the fight with a plus 20.3 plus minus rating. Only two fighters entered the ring with an above plus 20 plus minus rating. Floyd Mayweather and Vasily Lomachenko. So those are the, those are the, the the type of company that Shakur has right now, I think it's a big moment for him. I think he has had a pretty tumultuous um, road to this fight. Um, there was all the the stuff with the Haney offer of twenty five percent. He kind of got clowned for that. He's getting a lot of heat on social media from from boxing fans. Uh, the Frank Martin stuff, the Lomachenko stuff. I think this is going to be a, a a chance for for Shakur once again to show who he is and make a statement uh, and win a belt at one at one thirty five. You know, win a belt at one thirty-five, become a three-division world champion uh, at age twenty-six, and set his sights on some really big fights at one thirty-five. This is the first step in the second chapter of Shakur of Stevenson's career.
1: One hundred percent. I mean, y- this is this is. Y- a three division world champion, you're entering an elite class of fighter. Uh, this is a historic moment for for Shakur, and, and it's it's going to open the doors for the rest of his career. I talked about this. guy, I talk about this all the time. I think he's a generational talent. I think we're going to see him at 140, 147, and some of his best fights are going to be in the 40s. I believe um, the, the the kid is that good. He's got the goods, um, both inside the ring and out. And um, this is just another step in 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 his career. But um, I mean, every time this guy fights, I'm excited because I, I like what I'm watching. I know a lot of people may, maybe casual fans or whatnot, they don't like that, they don't love the guy who is the not necessarily safety first, but defense first kind of guy. But listen, I love a technician, and the kid is super technical. His boxing IQ is through the roof. Um, I like to see that. You got to be able to analyze. You got to be able to watch a guy like Shakur with with a with a sharp eye, with a keen intellect, mm. because. You got to watch what's going on. It's very boxing is such a nuanced sport, and Shakur does it better than almost anybody in the world today. So, all you fans who are, who are watching on uh, on Thursday, make sure you're watching everything that young man's doing from from his top of his head to the bottom of his feet. Things are going on. He's doing things uh, on purpose.
0: I think there's a the fans are a little more keen to that. I think they're a little yeah. more schooled to what Shakur does so well in there. I think Toprank's doing a really good job. Uh, I think Shakur is doing a really good job of getting his name. Our out fans
1: certainly are. If you tune into this show, you've got a very good keen boxing eye and and ear. So I'm sure anybody who listens to this and watches Shakur knows what's going on. Yeah. They know what's up.
0: Yeah, I, I think Shakur's ready for the next step. He's ready for the, the bigger fights. I don't know what's going to come of this afterwards. Um, do I think he'll get Tank in the ring next year? Probably not. Uh, Haney, probably not either. But there are other good names out there. Other good names out there on this card in the co-main event. Emmanuel Navarrete taking on Robson uh, Conceicao. You can know, say, Sal, he's just his third uh, title shot in his last five fights. I don't know how he keeps getting these title shots, but for Navarrete... You're talking about a guy from 2019 to 2020, made five defenses of his featherweight title. He slowed down a little bit, but he remains one of the most action-packed fighters that you can possibly put on television right now, fan-friendly. And I think in his last fight over Valdez is when he really cemented his status. He became a three-division world champion. He was looking for that signature win, Navarrete, and he got it over Valdez, and he, he, looked, he was nearly flawless in, in that fight. I mean... Uh, you know, Valdez could not get inside on, on Navarrete and I thought he finally put everything together. I think Navarrete kind of got past that whole thing where it's like all right, look at this guy, he fights like a like a, like a madman, he throws punches from angles you wouldn't teach, will it last, he, he can't make the weight. I think that all went out the window and I think now he's entering like alright this guy's legit, let's look at him as a serious fighter, can he potentially go to 135 and take on Shakur I'm interested in watching Navarrete in this uh, co-main event
1: Yeah, I've I've known about Navarrete in terms of being legit for a while now. I've called a bunch of his types, his fights for uh, Top Rank International. Um, But yeah, I I agree with you. With the Oscar Valdez win, it's an it's a win over another Mexican champion. I think that really solidified his status with the Mexican fan base, which is gigantic, which is huge. Um, And you talked about three division world champion, and during that elite class, every time he fights, everybody should tune in because it's fun. No matter what, it's fun. And Can say, Sal, talk about another technician. I mean, he is another super talented technical guy, really big for the weight class. He's tall. He's long. He boxes really well. He's got a huge amateur pedigree. This is an interesting fight. I like it. When I first heard about it, I was like, huh, never really thought about these guys in the ring together. And they have such, it's such a clash of styles that those always make for interesting thought processes, thought processes for me. Cause I'm thinking about how are these guys going to match up physically, technically, strategically, so I think this fight may be a lot more interesting than than people are giving it credit for, or really thinking about it. Um, I think it's a good opener. I think I think it's another it's another two-named guys in the yeah. weight class. So, um, shit, I'm, pff, I like the card. It's a good card, even on a Thursday.
0: Yeah, you know, on Thursday, that's a great thing. It's going up against football, which is not great, and people are using that as a slight against your core. It's like, man, you're fighting on a Thursday. Tank fights on Saturdays and stuff. So I'm like, what does it matter? Like It's one like Saturday night now you can go out and do something because Thursday night you can watch boxing, but that's a story for another day. I actually think Navarrete can get a stoppage here. I think Canseco uh, has been beat obviously. He's got a couple losses. Um I think Navarrete like I said is coming into his own. He's going to throw a lot of punches. 72 per round to be exact. 80% of his Navarrete's landed punches are power shots. Does not care about the jab. I'm just wondering how Canseco keeps getting these these shots. You know like I, I think a guy like Albert Bell who's on the top rank <laughs> roster, I think is way more deserving for this. But that's just like the WBO. And that's just kind of like top rank. Is like they, they keep kind of like recycling some of these guys. Third title shot in his last five fights for, for Kinsesel. Like I've seen him in the ring. And like you're right, Chris. He is very talented. He is very skilled. There's no doubt about that. But I, I just know that he's not going to get into that second gear. I know he's not going to be able to hang with Navarrete from a power standpoint. Maybe he lasts uh, to the 12th round. But I just don't see Kinsesel getting his hand raised at the end of this fight.
1: Yeah, I mean the the, the power, the pressure, uh, the pace that's set by Neverate is it, it's breakneck speed, and he's all over you, and he's got such long arms he can hit you and hurt you from far away. That lead uppercut he throws, the thing is silly. It comes from it comes from yesterday and hits guys on their chin, and and and, and it has power. Does they don't look like hard shots, and they are just. It's he's he generates a tremendous amount of power from awkward angles and weird places. Um, so, yeah, I, I, and he throws a lot of punches and he's, and he's very aggressive. So it's going to be curious to see how a, te- a technical guy like and say how can deal with him. Um, but I agree with you. I, I don't see him really being able to contend with Navarrete, especially down the stretch. Um, but either way, I mean, again, I want to I want to see how these guys attack each other strategically to try and win.
0: You think Navarrete can get a knockout win? I think that would be the. The vow, the the bet here. If I do a parlay, I have to do a parlay. I think I haven't done one in a while. Um, I'm thinking that Navarrete wants to make another statement. Wants to um, jump up to 135. We can talk about that quick before we get into the parlay. Like Navarrete, do you think he can? His style and his power can translate to 135? Because you look around at 130, and there's Hector Luis Garcia, there's Oshaki Foster, there's Joe Cordina, good names, but those aren't like at the stage that Navarrete's in. Uh, the small window you have as a as a fighter to make the most dollars the the money fight for him is is Shakur Stevenson. So, do you think Navarrete can ho- finally hop up to one thirty five, and do you think he would be, be competitive with the likes of Sh- of Shakur? No. Why is that? Simple
1: answer: No, I don't think so. It's good looking at his fourth weight class. Um, even even at thirty, he's starting to look human. At twenty two and twenty six, I mean, he he was just such a monster. And but even at thirty, I mean, um, he fought the uh, who was it? Uh, was it Wilson? Liam, yeah, ooh. Liam Wilson. Liam Wilson. Yeah, Dropped him, him with the left hook. Dropped him. Twenty-seven him seconds. Hook. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he looked human there, and I think. But going this, up that's kind of like class,
0: the beauty of Navarrete, though. It's like yeah, I but, I but, just no, but talked he never about... he
1: didn't look human at twenty-six. At twenty-six and twenty-two, he was a freak, yeah. and he was so strong, and no one could hurt him. No one could do anything. Uh, he was he was beating guys up, blowing them out. Then at thirty, he became human, and the fights got competitive. They're fun. They're really fun. They're getting funner. I think at thirty five, I think is where he he oversteps his bounds. Those guys at thirty five are big. Um, but they're putting know, they're difficulty. putting him
0: on this card for a reason. Like I, I believe that they're you know it's getting harder and harder to find a dance partner for Stevenson. Navarrete is a fighter that pretty much all boxing fans know at this point. He's been flirting with going up to one thirty five. He, he's had trouble making the weight, uh, one thirty or one twenty six. You know, one thirty-five seems like a natural spot for him. Not saying he's going to beat Stevenson by any means, but let's say that would be a fun one. Stevenson versus uh, Navarrete, you know, f- spring of twenty twenty-four.
1: It, it's going to happen, right? That's why this. That's why they're they're setting this up. And Stevenson will get another name on his belt, uh, under under his belt, on on his record, and he'll have a three division world champion. The guy to to tune up. Uh, Tevin Farmer came out and said, like, ah, Navarrete is easy work. He's slow, and yeah, I mean that's a bold statement for 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 Tevin, but. He's not wrong. <laughs> so you put him in with Shakur. Yeah, Shakur's going to see all those shots coming from a mile away. He's not going to get touched. Um, it's just, yeah. And plus, Shakur's got the size size advantage. Um, but, yeah, we're probably going to see that fight, and I don't see that being competitive at all.
0: All right. That's the fights this weekend. i got to put together my uh, parlay. I kind of like Navarrete uh, to win by – they don't have it up yet on DraftKings, but they will. Navarrete by stoppage. Stevenson is such a big uh, favorite. He's minus 1200. So I don't know, like over, like, I don't see Stevenson stopping De Los Santos.
1: No, I think that goes the distance.
0: Like, do you think Stevenson, like, do you think he thinks about that? Do you think he's like, all right, I need like a, an exclamation point? Or is he kind of like Haney in a way where Haney will just win by any means necessary? Like, he doesn't care if it's not pretty. I feel like Stevenson, um, could use a big knockout, but it might not just be in his DNA. Because I've heard you tell me that numerous times. You know, to be a finisher, it's got to be in your DNA.
1: Yeah, I think he's more, you mentioned Haney, I think he's more like Floyd in terms of the way that he goes about with his wins. Um, you know, he can, he can do it. He can take less, he takes less damage. I think Haney has to fight harder. Even though, even though he's he's uh, more of a points guy and he doesn't mm-hmm. care how he wins, I think he has to tr- he has to try a lot harder than a guy like than Shakur does or a guy like Floyd did. So I think stylistically, um, I think Shakur likes to stay in his own pocket. And he takes his say in the driver's seat. Like, like I always talk about control with him. He controls his opponent. He's able to disarm them, control them, put them where he wants them to be. Waits till they're in a position where they're uncomfortable and can't really punch or re- respond. And then fire. He takes his, he takes the risk out of a risky sport. Uh, similar to the way Floyd did. Haney fights pretty risky at times. He, he, he and I think he has to based on, um, he, he's not, he's a different fighter than Shakur, a different fighter than, than Floyd. His pace is higher. He's got to be faster. He's got to be quicker. He's got to use his speed, uh, more than just IQ, so I would I would liken him much more to Floyd than than, than Haney, but no, I don't think he cares. Right. Win is a win is a win. Win is a win on, is a win. Get win is a win is a win. Move I don't on, know if get I'm, the, get the belt, move move
0: past it. Right, I don't know if I'm comfortable having Haney uh, Shakur stoppage, um, even though he had one in his, in his last fight. But you know uh, Yoshino is is not Deo Santos. I think Deo yeah. Santos is going to be game. Um, I think Navarrete is going to look great. Thursday night boxing. I'm. All for it. Like This is fun to me. It's something different. Watch. We'll react. Uh, Thursday night, we'll have a, a post-fight show. Chris, you won't be a part of it. I'm sorry, everybody yeah. out there. Chris, have, you have a busy week, man. You're a busy man. Tell us about your your upcoming uh, itinerary.
1: Yes, yeah, so we got Pro Box coming up this week. So talk about having like off-days fights, like Thursday night fight. We got Wednesday night fights and Pro Box every other week. Yeah. So I'm working, I'm working Wednesday night fight. Uh, then Thursday, I'm flying up to New York to go to Staten Island for the uh, – the Teddy Atlas Doctor Atlas Foundation mm. uh, annual annual dinner banquet. It's going to be myself and and Polly Malignaggi and a bunch of other great historic champions. Our boy George Shackleford is going to be with us as well. Give Pro Teddy Box. my regards, okay? I I will I will. He is a now a contributor on ProBox TV, so I get this talk, I get the chat with him every week. Nice. Um, and then Friday morning, I fly out to LA to help host the the uh, the weigh in for the Pacheco fight with our boy Justin Shackle. And then we're calling the Media Zone Saturday. We're everywhere, dude. All right, so Pro right. Box
0: Wednesday, yeah. Teddy Atlas dinner Thursday. Correct. Saturday uh, uh, match room. Uh, that's a Pacheco yeah. card.
1: Pacheco. And
0: Pacheco Stug. is he
1: has been my favorite prospect for a while. I don't know. Is like, he even
0: a prospect now? He's kinda like uh, now he's
1: a contender. We need a yeah, word between
0: like, prospect and contender. Like, yeah. what's what, what, what that word?
1: That was my caveat to what yeah. I was saying. Like he was my favorite prospect for a while, but now he's really contender. Rising stars is running. Rising Star is a very good, a very good namesake moniker for. for do you have any tips for
0: people that travel like that, three days in a row? Like, what do you do for for fitness? What do you do for food? Mental. Uh,
1: gin on the flights is really uh, helpful. Gin and orange juice in the mornings. Uh, gin and ginger ale in the afternoons. No, um, so just drink uh, alcohol. I would say if you can sleep on flights, that really helps. I can't. Um, you know what I do? Yeah. I do
0: the old like I'll fall asleep for like a second. I'll just jump up and like scare everyone in my row. That's I never want to trap with you, buddy. That sounds terrible. I can't like, um, go for more than oh, no, I'm not going to finish that sentence. So I, 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 I can't would last.
1: Say, off the plane, time to train. As soon as you land, wherever you are, hit the gym. Get a workout and get a sweat in.
0: It resets you. Get I you take ready. Take a nap. You
1: have to hit the gym first. Hit the gym. Hit take a nap. Go first. to dinner.
0: Yeah. Chris Algieri way. The lifestyle. Fighter's lifestyle. Life. Champion that was, lifestyle. That Champion sounds lifestyle. Pretty good. Ronnie, you watch any Rocky? No, I got to watch Rocky. Rocky 3. I got to watch Rocky. But the fights have been too good. Fights have been too good. Rocky, you got to watch Rocky 3 because Rocky 4, we're having a uh, having a little viewing here in the live stream lounge at John Boy. We're going to watch Rocky 4. Yes. Um Our accountant, Tony Capabianco, has an espresso machine at his desk. And we're going to make espresso martinis after Yikes. hours and watch Rocky 4.
1: I've never had Nobody an espresso sl- martini. Nobody's sleeping that night.
0: <laughs> Those things will keep you. they They're good. They're very good, but if you have more than two, you're you're I'm on not, another I planet. Don't, I don't plan on having more than. Two. Yeah, it's a weird. You, you get weirdly drunk.
1: It's basically like it's basically a vodka Red Bull. Yeah, it's, oh. a new,
0: it's like a classier ro- vodka Red Bull. I had a lot of those in Vegas. I had a lot of those in my college days. <laughs> all right, everyone. Hope you have a great week. Uh, look for our uh, post-fight reaction on Thursday night. Look for Chris all over the continental USA. We'll be back next week to break it all down and preview Andre versus Benavidez on Thanksgiving weekend. Fight season has begun and the best place to watch it all is right here on Inside Boxing Live. Protect yourself at all times. Keep your hands up at all times. Stay out of those DMs unless you got gin for Chris Algieri. Goodbye.